Welcome to episode 12 of the two weeks. No, it's 11. I knew it was 11 too. I like even numbers, I'm sorry. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. We're recording at Axe House. They usually host vegan brunches. They also have Sunday roasts that are vegan that are really, really good. Um, they have a lot of vegan hops and booze. We've been coming here you know, quite a few times uh, since they opened. They're all the way up in uh, Jumeirah Lake Towers in um, in Dubai. Uh, so we just thought, you know, we'd, we'd stop here, grab a quick drink and, uh, and have a chat. So uh, the guys at Axe House were quite happy to let us sit in a little corner. So here we are. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about, about pets. You know, kind of was spurred on by actually we've had multiple conversations about different things we've seen in some of the vegan groups uh, and I think it's a question that gets asked quite often in terms of handling pets feeding pets and all that other stuff and you know technically how in line is it with uh, what you can call like vegan principles right and so that's kind of what we thought we would just have a chat about um, I think it's an interesting perspective as well because so I don't have pets uh, whereas you are someone that uh, you know is actively involved in in rescue and and fostering animals that are that are rescued and sick and injured sometimes as well. So I think this is something we've seen a lot get asked on various vegan groups, and we thought we'd talk about it today. Um, and so there's two sort of I think larger questions. You know whether first of all you know the concept of pets and it being in line with being vegan. I mean does that match up or not? But then also a lot of thing a lot of times, and I've seen this question asked so many times a lot of debates get done about whether or not what you should feed your pets so we'll get to that in a little bit all right so uh, so first of all let's talk about sort of the concept of having pets um and i think the argument on the one side is a lot of vegans stand against animal cruelty quite strongly right and feel very sensitive to as as i do as well about animals that are suffering and so just the inherent concept of having pets and having them in environments that are not natural to them apartments or whatever uh, you know, how how much do you feel? Do you feel like that has a bit of a conflict with the idea of just being vegan and not wanting to subject animals to that? Um, right. So I get I get where uh, where vegans come from in the sense that yes, in an ideal world, animals are supposed to be in the wilds. They're not supposed to be in your apartments. Cats are supposed to be out there, hunt birds and mice and eat them. Um, they're not supposed to be fed dry food within the confines of the house and use a fake wand maestro here to entertain themselves. But um, unfortunately, we don't live in an ideal world. And because I am quite active in rescue and I have been so since the past 15 years of my life now, um, it's not a very great life for these animals that we have, by the way, bred uh, to such an extent that they become domestic pets, especially dogs. And uh, because of our neglect and our irresponsibility, we then end up dumping them on the streets, expecting them to fend for themselves because it is inconvenient for us to do so. And I get into a point, and so do many, many animal rescuers. We see them literally survive in misery just for that one meal in three days um, where they are thankful for any, any little piece of food that they find in the garbage bags. They are... Uh, pretty much hiding every day under cars and from different weather conditions just to protect themselves just so that they can live. And if you ask me, I would rather pick that animal and give it a home 
rather than let it suffer on the street just because he's not meant to live like that uh yes but he's also not meant to live on the streets and a lot of people also have an issue with neutering or spaying an animal a street animal because there are only there's only so much you can rehome um so when i uh, i'm rescuing and then when i cannot rehome that animal i at least neuter or spay them so that they don't reproduce more because the babies will come into world they'll again live the same life that their parents have lived and again die the same deaths that their parents would probably be living uh, probably have my opinion would be to rescue animals as much as you can until we reach 300 years later an ideal world where animals are again back to their normal conditions it's just, it's the same thing with cows that are bred for meat they wouldn't have existed otherwise right they've existed for a purpose uh, dogs exist for this purpose cats exist for this purpose because people wanted to breed them to have companionship or whatever so yeah that's my two cents on it i mean even today right like we so in a, in a city like dubai where there are so many stray cats right all over and every week every couple of weeks we see posts going up about oh hey you know i've i've managed to rescue x or y is injured or something and these awesome people like who are really trying very hard to try and get every animal they can get off the streets as much as they can and and you know finding and there are, there are some nice vets out here too who are very helpful with with some of this stuff uh, both in terms of helping out with the cost right giving discounts and those kind of things as well but then also like looking after the pets and holding them and keeping them and all this stuff which is i mean that's it's great to see sort of that uh, but i think what also really worries me to some extent and this sort of goes to the other side of it is uh, you know i think I'll, i think my concern as someone that i mean i'm not very active in the rescue scene i'm, I'm not a pet owner um Of course I see the value in that right I, the, like I said I've had many temptations to you know so, so many times I would be like oh I'd love to have uh, a dog or even a cat actually I'm kind of I'm at a point now where I like them both as opposed to being a cat person or a dog person but I think like also what really worries me is that um you know a lot of people take on pets with the best of intentions and I'm not saying that it's the vegans that are doing it I'm just talking people in general you know take on pets with the best of intentions and then realize that there's a lot that has to go into that and sometimes it's just simple stuff right like sometimes it's just um you know hygiene and medical and like just maintaining an day to day care sometimes it's more than that sometimes the pet turns out to have uh either is carrying or develops uh, an illness or something like that and then the costs get out of hand sometimes they get the pets for their kids and then the pet grows to a size that uh you know either the kids grow out of it or the pet is too big for the kid to handle or you know some whatever mismatch there and then you start to see like the reactions are so weird because while there are a few that are like okay you know whatever like this isn't a fit for my home anymore i'm going to try and fit but there's so many of them that just leave them on the streets cats I- i've had actually like for me one of the most harrowing stories that i've heard is um our ducks so um you had people who would go and get ducklings really really small and very fun to play with and everything and then they would go into full size ducks and they would just go leave them in the pond behind the villas and stuff and uh, i found someone who was like feeding these ducks on a daily basis like she would put some food out for them and and water for them because this person was like you know actually like the ducks are in in this water but this water they can't drink it 
right? Because it's extremely chlorinated and and you know a uh, lot of chemicals and stuff, and they they cannot drink it. So she's like, actually, they're actually dehydrated in the heat, and so she used to put out water for them and stuff and and whatever. But the worst part, of course, and, and I'm sharing the story just because it was part of this, was that there was a time when you know the guys at I think. Um, Anyway, the, the people that maintain the spaces and all of this were doing this massive cleanup of these ponds because there was just a lot of dust and dirt and stuff collected there. And to do this, they ran like, and I don't know what the chemicals were specifically, but, uh, you know, they, they just pumped these lakes with these chemicals uh, leading to the deaths of all these ducks that were just living there because they had just been abandoned. And so it's this this thing for me that, and then the same thing we see a lot of this with with stray cats as well. A lot of times, you know, the cat starts to grow and then they just let them out and and stuff. Or they, I, I mean, this stuff for me is that there's a huge problem here, because it's like, you know, while I like the companionship and I like it as a concept and I get it and I think that if a pet is treated well and can and I mean we have so we've seen so many pets in rescue and. I've been with you where we've, you know we've gone to these sort of adoption days and things like that, right? With these pets who are extremely, extremely sensitive because of what they've been through, they've been abused before they were let out, or sometimes they just lived very harrowing lives out on the streets uh, because of wherever they were. They just didn't know how to fend for themselves, you know, because they were taken away when they were really small, or something happened to their mother, or whatever. Uh, and so it's you know it's it's extremely disheartening to see that as a, in a way but then at the same time like i really worry when we talk about people just you know we get excited when we're like okay we found a home for this person but i think for me like the the other end of it is just equally bad like with all these people like i said doing these things or like just giving up on these pets because i you know i don't want to say it like that but it feels like the reasons are not good enough to let that life out on the street like oh my god they I thought it was going to be a small dog and it's now become a big dog and like I'm just like well you know like this is something I mean you this is a this is a it is a responsibility and I think maybe perhaps that's what I'm trying to stress to people as well like if you're really taking on a pen and stuff understand that this is a responsibility like it may be an animal but like I mean seriously it's a responsibility it's a, it's like your baby like you have to treat it like that you have to feed it it's a life you have to you have to feed it you have to take care of it you got to go to the wet with it like you have to do all of these things and you got to feed it on time i mean you know you can't just leave it at home while you're out and about like you know and stuff i mean it's something i mean and and this is again by the way not to say i know some amazing pet owners right who like will quit yeah they will i mean who will quit wherever they are and be like i'm sorry but this is i got to go feed my my pets and would leave like the most amazing party in the world or like leave birthdays and be like it's if you want and if it's required i'll come back in an hour but i have to go and walk my dogs feed my cats whatever and that's amazing but you know i think that's that and that is amazing but i would really want people that are really considering pets and i think that's what i'm trying to stress here that like guys like understand the pet you're taking on it's a cat it's a dog like understand the species understand what's involved as well as understand just in general like that it's a responsibility and you have to treat it well like you cannot just you don't just be, even just because it's a cat it's not going to sit in a corner and you can just leave food out for it and then your job is done like it cannot be this way yeah of course i mean if if you if you're talking about pet responsibility i've got a long list we need probably 6 7 episodes to cover that um pets are not gifts uh, if you if you do plan to gift uh pets to somebody 
please let them know beforehand if they're interested because I've seen a lot of people like hey I got a bunny as a gift uh, it just poops everywhere somebody please take it off me um, I just had a call last night from somebody who said that she had to leave the country in an emergency and she had to give her bunnies away uh, to this lady who said I love bunnies and I really want to take care of bunnies and it's been my lifelong dream to have bunnies as pets she gave her four bunnies which the lady kept in horrible conditions in their own feces and urine did not feed them did not give them water uh, and they ultimately died um, and then she took those bunnies to a butcher shop to cut them so that she could eat them I, I mean I, I can't even begin to tell you how many disgusting stories I've heard of animals on the streets and so as a vegan while I do understand why vegans think that animals are not meant to be used even for your own entertainment or companionship or guard dogs or whatever um, we are at a stage where they're much better off living inside your house than outside it and dealing with stuff like that like I've, I've heard of rescue stories where cats were picked up by kids and their heads bang against the wall for fun I've heard stories where people have thrown hot boiling oil or water on a cat for fun and around the world there's just there's just massive abuse growing against animals children and women in general and that's what they say right if a child abuser or a human abuser starts by abusing animals and that's where you got to stop that person then and there and it's sad that animal abuse laws are not as strong as human abuse laws around the world are and they should be because this pers person could be a potential rapist or a murderer in the future um, because he's obviously not in the sane mind to take sadistic pleasures of torturing a being please do not buy from a breeder it doesn't matter how reputable or how clean or how nice the breeder is most breeders are not some of them would be but there is no sense in breeding animals when there are so many out there left to die um, an animal shelter on an average find out in your country uh, if a kill shelter exists and how many animals they kill a, in a day just because those animals healthy happy animals because they couldn't find them homes. Uh, so you know, uh, if, I think in one of the earlier episodes when we were when we were covering the different like vegan news and stuff, right? We talked about this this issue in Canada where this family had adopted the I think it was a pig and then um, eventually like slaughtered it, and you know legally that they were apparently fine to do that. But so yeah, we do hear these situations and they do they do get worrying, I suppose. All right, so I want to get into. <laughs> Uh, this other debate, yeah, this other debate that I think it happens surprisingly often, and I'm a part of a couple of vegan WhatsApp groups, part of a couple of yeah, a couple of vegan Facebook groups, and I've seen some vegan debates online as well. And I see this happen, or I see this question that gets asked a lot, and essentially it takes the form of something like someone comes out and says, "Hey, I've got X or Y pet, and I would like to feed my pet vegan food. Give me some options." And instantly, a debate erupts between the people that say, what's wrong with you? Your animal, your dog, your cat, whatever, is naturally a carnivore. And therefore, you should let it eat whatever it has to eat and stop hunting for vegan options. And then you have the other side of this debate, which is essentially that says, well, if you're a vegan and you, are, you stand against animal cruelty in many forms, but especially in terms of food or in terms of meat as a, as a food item... Uh, the animals, because of the cruelty, because of the fact that they're getting bread just for meat and other things, and that entire process from start to finish, which results in meat being on your on someone's plate, 
if you stand against that in principle, well, guess what? Like the the food that comes to pets, the meat that you get in the market and stuff, the pet food that you're getting, which is which has meat in it, comes from the same process, right? It comes from a same or a similar process where an animal is bred as part of a meat industry. Yeah, I'm on. I'm definitely on one side of the debate, and which is that animals are well, pets are obligate carnivores, especially cats, and I have cats. Maybe you can help people understand when you say, you know, obligate carnivore, what that means? An obligate carnivore is basically a carnivorous animal. He has to eat meat. He cannot survive without meat. So lions, tigers, cats, they are obligate carnivores. I see what the other side says in terms of being a hypocrite. Uh, although I wouldn't call that hypocrisy because my cat would have eaten this in the wild. She would have eaten other animals in the wild. Um, and because of whatever we spoke in the earlier part of the episode where ideally she should be in the wild and eat whatever she wants but that is not the case and that is why I have rescued her then it is my job to try and replicate whatever she's doing in the wild and that is why I buy a huge scratching post so that she thinks she's climbing a tree and scratching her paws against it I um, buy her toys that replicate birds and uh, mice outside and I feed her food that she would have probably eaten outside yes it does bother me that those are dead animals that I'm purchasing but I don't expect my cat to have that conscience of not killing animals and it's it's more like humans eat meat for pleasure animals eat meat for survival now it's not like I am dismissing what the other side is saying um, because what these vegan food companies essentially do is um, create a synthetic protein, which is taurine, which is the main uh, part of meat that is required by the animals. And they make a synthetic taurine, which is also found in your energy drinks. And they feed that to the cat. So their logic basically is that if I'm providing the same nutrient to my cat without killing an animal, why wouldn't I do so? Fair enough. I don't have much findings because I actually looked up synthetic taurine versus act versus actual taurine and whether it makes a difference or not. I did not find anything that says that synthetic taurine is bad uh, or that compared to actual taurine or whatever. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm still not convinced that giving synthetic food to my cat would be good for her health. Uh, and so I guess... I'll continue feeding meat to my cats. Dogs, however, are not obligate carnivores. Especially in India, we've seen street dogs are being fed by mostly uh, vegetarians and they feed them rice and lentil and bread or whatever. And they do pretty fine for years. My dog was a vegetarian for a couple of years as well because I grew up with a dog. We used to feed her meat. Uh, but for a couple of years we fed her vegetarian due to certain um, reasons and she was completely alright we used to take her to the vets and she was fine first of all I think with regards to your point synthetic taurine I think is a recent concept and so perhaps that's one of the reasons why we may not really know long term effects yeah I guess you're right I mean because it's a very new trend we still haven't seen the ill effects or the positive effects of uh, feeding vegan diet to, to your pets especially cats over here now um, and I've read a couple of articles where I've seen vets absolutely abhorring this uh, feeding technique and saying that no, we have had clients who feed 
um, vegan food to their cats and the cat has almost been brought to us in a near dying condition shot on taurine in their bodies and stuff um, and then I've seen other sides where people are like oh as long as they, they come and do their blood work and their tests every six months and they're fine with whatever food they're eating but we haven't seen a longer term consequence yet so that it needs to be established and until then I wouldn't take any risk so with regards to the debate itself, I think I kind of see the point, the the reason why certain people feel like, well, if I'm going to be vegan, if I'm going to stand against animal cruelty, and if the same industry is also creating food for my pets, then there's a, there's a contradiction there of some kind, and I kind of understand that. Um, I do, however, also think that the concept of being vegan, you know, is a human thing. And again, we've, we've stressed this many times, right? We, we talk about, when we talk about being vegan, it's not just food. Right, so it's it's about the lifestyle in general. I mean, we talk about leather and 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 fur and everything, right? We kind of don't even have a grip on that yet. You know, like we we talk about this many times about being 100% vegan. It is almost impractical to do that in today's day and age, right? I mean, look at look at what happened to us recently, right? We were out, <laughs> we were served bread on the table, right? And then this person was like, "Yeah, this is vegan bread," and then we've got this sun-dried tomato dip. And if we had not asked the question, well, what's in it? Uh, we would not have learned that the sundar tomato dip was made with chicken stock, right? So I think that we still don't have a full handle on being vegan. We're still figuring out. We're standing against the big stuff, meat primarily, things like leather, cosmetics. But I think there are so many smaller things that we're still kind of getting a grasp around. We've been talking about plastics in the last episode, you know, all of this stuff. So we're still figuring this out. It's a human conscious. It's a human construct. It's a human concept. And so I think that's where we need to look at veganism from at the moment. I completely agree with, with you on the grounds that, you know, there are animals that are carnivores. And so they should be fed meat. Like you cannot... I'm already debating or I'm already contemplating or having issues with having pets. And the reason I feel that way is because I do feel that side of the argument that like, you know, putting a pet in a house is against its natural instincts. It's one of the things that I do think about in the sense that like, you know, it is a bit, I have this sort of dilemma about keeping a pet indoors like this and, and doing that when the animal, and I, I understand that the differences between certain breeds and certain breeds have been bred for domestication. I understand that. But I'm just saying in general with, you know, animals are meant to roam free and, you know, do their thing, right? I mean, I, I have the same thing with birds as well, right? Like keeping birds in cages to me seems like the most unnatural thing. And that's something that actually like has come from my parents because they just can't stand the sight of a bird in a cage. You may feed it five times a day and it may call out your name because it's a lovely parrot that understands you. But uh, the concept of putting that bird in a cage is inherently problematic. And for me, similarly, you know, I, I feel it's a little bit of an extension, although I understand there are some more, there are bigger differences. And so already we're, we're dealing with an unnatural environment. So it's kind of like, okay, how much more natural are you going to make this cat's life or this dog's life? And so this is the where the, I think the dilemma exists. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm a bit like on the fence about this one or this concept as a whole. I can see the arguments. I am against the ar when the argument is made in in a silly fashion, you know, like whatever. Everything's vegan in my household, like whatever, and, and, and that's that's different. But when the people come out and say, and I think that there's there's validity in that, where it's like, hey, if you're against animal cruelty and animal killing for food, then why are you bringing this into your house? as opposed to feeding your cat. Like, why are you bringing this into your house? Then I, I see that point. 
but I think yeah, I think it's I think it's a bit of a gray area. I think that there's merit to both sides. I think I would prefer. I mean, obviously, if the cat is a carnivore, should be fed meat. Like I think that that should be how it is. You know, and so it's a it's a bit of a dilemma, but at the same time, like I, I don't think that there's a straight answer. I do find it really like it's a really polarizing topic, though, which is why I wanted to talk about it and kind of sort of give both sides of it and kind of make people understand that, like, look, you know, it's not as simple as just going at someone's throat because they're feeding their cats meat. Because I think that there is a there's a valid reason for that too. I'd love to hear you guys. I'm sure there's some very fiery opinions on this, but I'd love to hear you guys what you guys think about it. Give us your reasons. I'd I'd love to hear the reasons. I think if I think we'll feature some of the the most interesting comments if we can get some um, on how people feel. Maybe we'll try and feature them on a, on on the next episode or or down the road. But yeah, I'd love to hear what you people think. I'd love to hear what you are doing with your pets. But maybe what you think as a concept as well, I think I'd love to hear. You can actually comment on uh, the post that we'll do for this episode on Instagram, if that's what you prefer. Um, if you visit amaya.fm slash 2vegans slash 11, which is where the um, episode webpage is, then we've got a little comment box there and you can leave us a comment there. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook as well where we'll post the episode. So depending on where you're listening, um, you know, leave us a comment. I'd really, really love to hear where you guys stand on it um, and, and how you guys feel about this. In the meantime, please be nice to your pets. They need a lot of love and care and um, they come with a lot of responsibility. Please don't abandon your pets. Please don't leave them. And if you are a vegan or a non-vegan who doesn't believe in having pets, that's totally all right as well. Um, Consider donating to your local shelters. Consider um, helping them with dog walking or uh, fostering or whatever. But be good to animals. That's a good place to leave it, isn't it? I mean, I have a lot of friends who, are pet, who have pets and they are just awesome. And it's amazing to spend time with them and how much they enjoy love and affection and stuff like that, which is very heartening. It's lovely to see. But it really worries me when you hear these stories about pets being abandoned and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, and it, I mean, we see the whole range, right? We see those people that like will abandon them for small reasons. And then we see the people who will who will fight tooth and nail to take their pets even when they leave the country and be like no no there's no way I'm leaving without um, my cat and I want uh, you know I need help with the paperwork and I might need help with costs or whatever it is there are people who like you know strive really hard to run campaigns and collect donations and uh, take all the help they can get to figure out all the paperwork I mean you've helped a lot of pets move out of the country with their owners as well right which is which is amazing so so yeah be good to animals and do your thing and uh, that's it from us from this episode if you haven't had a chance to subscribe yet please do that we're available in Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or wherever you like podcasts you know where to find us and keep listening until then goodbye goodbye